2: following the biggest off-season of moves and acquisitions by general manager Howie Roseman the expectations of this city have never been higher welcome to the 2022 Panla Hockey Post Game Show on 6abc.com and across the Jacob Sports YouTube channel exclusively presented by Panla Hockey Giordano live from the gallery bar Booking games inside Ocean Casino Resort. Let's get this post-game show underway. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles.
3: I'm Jim Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call, we're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number.
4: Go Birds!
5: Continue your communication sciences and disorders education at South University within the Doctor of Audiology or Masters of Science in Speech-Language Pathology programs. With state-of-the-art labs, on-campus clinics, and extensive externship opportunities, students position themselves to be at the top of the job market. Stand out in the audiology and speech language pathology profession by visiting stylus.edu.
0: Go to get your game on.
6: To the Pine La Hockey Eagles post game show, I am Mike Missanelli, Derek Gunn and Seth Joyner. Devin Caney will join us later. Here's what I had to say. The Eagles are pretty good. Right? I mean, they're really good, and and today they were like sharks that saw blood. What was the blood? The Titans could not stop the pass. What did the Eagles do? They passed them into oblivion. And the result is Jalen Hurts, 380 yards through the air for three touchdowns. A.J. Brown coming back at his old team with eight grabs for 119, two TDs, one when he was wide open by like 30 yards, the other where he snatched it right right out of defensive back's hands, and Devontae Smith with five grabs for also triple digits. Uh, so they now move to 11-1, and one, and uh, they shackled Derrick Henry. It was a dominant one-sided performance. I don't know what else to say, Derrick.
7: Mike, when, when you have the multitude of miscues that this Eagles team had today And normally when you have that many miscues, you let the opposition back in the game. But they still asserted themselves. We we knew going into this game that Tennessee could not defend the pass. And so why run the football? They came out passing the ball. They dared Tennessee to stop them, and Tennessee couldn't stop them. You know, one thing I really liked about leading up to this game, A.J. Brown was very reserved about his approach to this game in terms of what this game meant to him, Seth. But you could tell in his play, his body language from start to finish. This was a game that was circled on his calendar for quite some time, and he went out and put some big numbers up. That touchdown he caught over the defender was an exclamation point on his afternoon. Well, I mean, and he had another one called back
8: for another 30-something, almost 40-something yards that he just barely stepped out of bounds on. But, you know, listen, I've been in that situation before. When you come – when you play against your former team, the thing you want to show them is what a mistake they made, and what you actually bring to the table. And you wanna you wanna exact some revenge. And um, not only did the Philadelphia Eagles get this W, um, but but A.J. Brown exacted his revenge today. Um, I will say this about the Philadelphia Eagles: this is just a pretty damn good football team. Period. Yep. Because when you can. When you can go through a game with the kind of miscues that they had on the offensive line from a penalty standpoint, and then you turn around um, and you 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 slow down one of the premier running backs, you know, in the game, um, it's just one of those situations where. And then you come out, and you throw the ball like crazy, you know. I, I said in, in, in pregame that I thought Jalen Hurts would probably have to throw the ball. 40 times in order for them to win because of the run defense but i had no idea he put up these types of numbers i said 300 yards or three touchdowns kind of tongue-in-cheek a little bit but um i think this kind of puts to bed, to bed puts to rest all the nonsensical chatter that we've been hearing for the last two or three weeks because the eagles have been running the ball to win you know opposed to throwing it and there's this thought that hey you know what this team can't throw the ball. They've kind of fallen off throwing the ball. Well, this this staff has proven that they will do whatever is necessary to win a football game. If they got to throw it, they'll throw it. If they got to run it, they'll run it, and they'll do whatever else you know along the way you know, to get the know, job done. That's totally
6: the key because we've seen coaching staffs in the past when the, the other team is weak in a certain area, they they for some reason won't attack that weakness. But today, the game plan obviously, listen, the Titans were 31st in the league against the pass. They came right out and threw the ball against them. And I know that was something that you really wish they were going to do this mm-hmm. in this game. And meanwhile, what they realized is that the Titans aren't – once once you get ahead of this team, the Titans aren't going to beat you. And and it hurt them. that Traylon Burks got hurt. But once you stop Derrick Henry, that's not a team that the Ryan Tannehill's is going to rescue with, with the wide receivers he has and the talent. And, uh, and the Eagles had six sacks today because of that.
7: Mm. You know, here's another example of how fortunate we are to have a team – that's so deep across the board in talent. When one key player goes down, you insert another one and it doesn't miss a beat. You look at a team like Tennessee and there's more teams out there than not like Tennessee. Once you lose a frontline talent, you are hurt severely. They lose Traylon Burks, it severely hurts their running game. If they can't run the football to set up the pass, it severely hurts their overall offense. The defense is stout against the run, but they can't defend and pass. They're an either-or team on both sides of the football. You look at the Eagles team, they're an either-or team on both sides of the football, but you stop their run, they kill you through there. You stop the pass, they run all over you. That's a great luxury that most teams in the National Football League don't have.
6: They had 11 penalties today, Derek uh, and, uh, and Seth. Uh, nine of them uh, from the offensive line Well, one Jalen Hurts got on a uh, a false start where he, he shrugged his shoulders. Um I don't know. How, how do you explain? They really weren't focused early on, especially with a, with a lot of these uh, false start penalties.
8: Well, I saw some. I saw a tweet or some information somewhere where, you know, at halftime, Nick Sirianni, you know, made the comment that you know what was going on with the offensive line. He took responsibility for it. Now, most of the time, coaches are going to do that, um, but I can't imagine. You know what the issues were that you can have five false starts you know in the first half of a football game um but mike to to your point this goes to show how good of a football team this is when you can have you know i don't i don't know how many total penalties they had on the day 11 11 penalties um you know i guess the saving grace is they didn't turn the ball over because you know one or two turnovers you know things could have been markedly different but this is a pretty darn good football team to overcome the things that they've been able to overcome the only time they haven't been able to overcome some of these issues that they've had you know was that loss to to Washington you know when they had the turnovers and penalties and everything going on there
6: yeah they they had uh penalties early in the game in first drive they come out throwing though and it, it, it kept getting set back set back and they still push forward and they get the touchdown of Devontae Smith three minutes into the game, 7 nothing. boom. Right away, you put Tennessee on their haunches, going, okay, we're behind, how are we going to combat that? And they did come back and tie it, but the longer this game went on, there was no way uh, once the Eagles got a big lead that they were going to come back.
7: Well, it should tell you what their game plan was right from the outset on that first opening drive. They go 75 yards. They only ran the football one time. I thought there would be a little bit more balance to see if they could test Tennessee's interior. But they told you right from the outset, we're throwing on you all afternoon. I dare you to stop it. And plain and simple, they could not stop it. Now, we, we we had talked about for the last couple of weeks, uh-oh, the Eagles passing numbers are down because they're running all over everybody, okay? Now they come out and pass the ball. I don't want to hear people talking about, uh-oh, they can't run the football. But <laughs> well, Tennessee is really good against the run. They just can't stop you in the yeah, pass. Yeah. You beat your opponent, Seth, any way you can.
8: Well, listen, there's no doubt about it. You know, however it is, however it is that you got to get the W. The most important thing is getting a W, and whether you got to run the ball or pass the ball or a combination of the two to get there, who cares? If you're just as long as you're winning the games. Um, but I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll find something to complain about. We'll find no, something. We're not
6: complaining today. I, well, I hey, mean, listen, listen. We're going to complain about the penalties, obviously, but they win comfortably, so they'll address that. That's a, that's a team problem that Sirianni's going to have to deal with. But you know, this uh, Titans team. Had a lot of sacks coming in. They were pretty efficient getting to the quarterback. They didn't do that today.
8: Well, nine times out of ten, you know, when you can control the run the way that they can control the run, you know, and you've got some halfway decent, um, some halfway decent pass rushers, then you're going to be okay. I mean, they got Bud Dupree. You know, he did a pretty good job today rushing the passer. The Eagles got themselves in trouble, I thought, a little bit in the second quarter and into the third quarter when they just went strictly pass. You know, they got in a situation where all they were going to do is just throw, 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 throw the ball. Well, even whether you have success running the ball or not, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see. Let's see. Um, on third down conversions, you know, the Eagles are 3 of 11 today. Um And I would imagine a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were, um, you know, somewhat behind the gun, if you will, as far as, you know, the penalties are concerned. But they could get where they need to get to when they wanted to. Um, I just thought that, you know, if anything, they could have had a little more balance in that little small window. Because what began to happen is, you know. The Tennessee Titans started to get some pressure. The Eagles essentially made themselves one-dimensional by just throw, 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 throwing the ball all the time. And if they had a just created a situation where they could have just gotten, you know, a few runs sprinkled in there. Then I think it would have been a lot easier for them offensively, and they probably would have scored a few more touchdowns. It's just going crazy back here. Hard for me to keep my hard for me to keep my trainers with this it, giant with this it, New yeah, York want, and this yeah, Washington the, game going on. The,
6: the great thing about doing live TV at a sports book is that there's <laughs> a lot of invested fans with other games. And the Giants and the Commanders just finished an overtime tie at 2020, so a lot of disappointed Giants fans. That, that are down here today. Uh, but, you know, there's there's so many uh, great things to look at in this game. And uh, so let's talk about A.J. Brown, first of all. I mean, he's obviously had this circle on his calendar. Um, they, they, they anytime you're traded or you move out of an organization, even though it benefits both teams, you feel like you're not wanted. So as an athlete, you bring that chip of your shoulder to, to the field. And he wanted to perform in this game. He wanted to show the fans back in Tennessee watching this game what they missed.
7: Well, when you take into consideration what he had done his first three seasons for that organization, he comes out of the gate his rookie season and his second campaign over 1,000 yards receiving. His third year was cut short by injuries, but he still had close to 900 yards receiving. He was the – outside of Derrick Henry, he was the focal point of that offense. And basically, Tennessee said, we're not paying you what you're asking. And from what we understand, it wasn't a big difference between – what the, the Titans? What he wanted from the Titans, and what the Eagles ended up giving him. So you know he didn't want to leave Tennessee. They forced his hand. So he comes here, with, where he's welcomed with open arms, a hundred million dollar contract, fifty-seven million guaranteed, and he's got new life. And as the season unfolds, oh by the way, he just he just happens to be playing for the team with the best record in the National Football League. That oh by the way has Tennessee on his schedule this year. So naturally, it's just a personal game for him. And he wanted to show, you're right, Mike, Tennessee fans, the organization, because if you look at the one touchdown he had, he was jaw jacking with the Tennessee sideline at one point. So, yes, this was personal to him.
6: Uh, you know, it, 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 it's funny because he's in a much better place, and I think he admitted that uh, during the week that he's in a much better place. But you still have that little ax to grind. Mean, look, Absolutely. look he's, got, he's got a new contract and a team that may go to the Super Bowl. So that's a pretty good deal for him. Seth, as, as an ex-player, what's that
8: feel like? It's a very good deal for him. My, my my thing is they made a decision. You know, the decision was, you know, is it going to be, you know, because you got your quarterback making franchise money. you got a running back that's probably one of the highest, if not the highest paid running backs in the league. We can't afford to pay, you know, a number one wide receiver, you know, 20, 25 million bucks. So they made the decision to go with the quarterback and to go with the running back and felt like they could replace him in the draft. So they move him, and, yes, he wants to show them that they made a mistake. Every player is that way. I mean, listen, I, I can remember when I played against the Eagles for the first time. Yeah, I wanted to come in and have, like, 20 tackles and two sacks and an interception and two cause fumbles. Yeah, you want to do all of those things. You know, because you want that organization to know what a mistake they made. Uh, Jalen Hurts today,
6: fellas. Uh, 29 for 39, 380. His average was uh, 9.7. He did get sacked a couple of times. His rating, 130.3. And it's some ridiculous numbers that we'll talk about with Jalen Hurts. But let's join the Eagles locker room right now. where Lane Johnson. The Eagles uh, uh, all-pro all uh, right tackle is, is joining us. And, uh, Lane, listen. Uh, you guys are good. I mean, a lot of penalties, especially on the offensive line. I don't know what was happening early on, but this team waltzes to another victory 35 10. How good are you guys?
9: Uh, we're good enough to beat ourselves, uh, but, you know, we're, we're talented. Uh, we're a talented group. Uh, yeah, just a lot of penalties. Uh, I felt like, you know, we set ourselves back a lot. But, uh, yeah, moving forward, I mean, we got to be more crisp on, on things like that.
7: Elaine, a- a- uh, congratulations on the lopsided win in this game today. And it, it is a joyous moment, but, you know, you and I, we- we've talked about this time and time again, and you've talked about it on this platform. I don't want to be uh, in your meeting room this week with Jeff Stoutland as you go over the film and look at the miscues. What was going on with the miscues, especially early on in the game with all the false starts and stuff?
9: Yeah, I mean, uh really it goes down to focus. Um, I think sometimes you can lose track of that, so... Yeah, I mean that's that was that was a sloppy one from uh, like from us, you know, all across the board. Um, just with pre-snap pre stuff. Uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, um, you know, we this game, like uh, I think the tell of our team is, uh, uh, you know, we can be kind of function to what we need to be. Last week we were heavy on the run. This yep. week, you know, throwing it to our receivers, just making, uh, you know, lights out plays. So um, credit to them.
8: You know, Lane. There's no doubt that you guys will, you know, clean up the, the penalties. I'm not worried about that in the least, little bit. You know, as a perfectionist, as a player, you know, you should feel the way that you feel about that. Talk to me about, you know, what you just what you just touched on, the diversity that this football team has to be able to, you know, run for, um, you know. 363 yards one week and then come back and have your quarterback throw for 375 yards the next week
9: yeah, I mean it's really goes down to how we game plan um you know I feel like we do a good job of that we spend awfully you know spend a lot of time on that so yeah it's just one of those uh one of those games where it's where it's totally different than the previous one um but yeah like I said people were making plays early uh, you do that in the past the game it's hard to turn a Turn away from that. So, um, you know, shout out to the guys outside; cause they, they
6: played a hell of a game. Lane, let's talk about that game plan a little bit because uh, you know we're looking at it from afar and we're going, okay, the thirty-first in the league against the pass. But you guys yeah. are so balanced that I, I didn't know that you were going to commit to throwing the ball. When you when you noticed the game plan this week, I mean, could you could you sense the same thing that this team was going to be weak against the pass and you're going to have to do a lot more pass blocking in this game?
9: Uh, I mean, I, I figured that about Thursday, whatever it's going to be. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's uh, this, this league's all about matchups and, and all about game planning and utilizing, uh, you know, what you have. So, um, you know, shout out to, to the guys of the game plan, our coaches and our receivers and Jalen,
7: man, have, having a good day. Hey, uh, Lane, I thought your offensive teammate, A.J. Brown, did an excellent job of keeping this game in its proper perspective. When he talked about focusing on the game and, and continuing on the path of great success, as a team but uh, could you sense that he wanted this game not just to win and rub it in Tennessee's face but also to have a great showing against the organization to turn their back on them could you get a feeling that this was a special game for him
9: yeah I mean I, I think he approached it uh, in a mature way um, you know really he wasn't chirpy about it I think what he realized that uh, you know sometimes that if you do get over emotional you may not play good yeah um, he made may, may clouds your focus, and he was just, uh, yeah, he was just focused all week. You could see it, um, you know, quietly, uh, sticking to himself. And, yeah, man, he, uh, he made some credit. That, that one catch was one of the best catches I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and Isaac, what's funny, Isaac don't really say a lot. He goes to the bench and he said, man, that was a pretty good catch. I was like, yeah, it was pretty good.
8: <laughs> um. Hey, Lane, you know, you talked about game planning. Um, you know, when you guys come in on Wednesday mornings, Um, you get the game plan you see the 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 computer printout. do you guys actually look at you know statistically where an offense well where a defense I should say ranks Um, and does that kind of give you an idea of where the coaches or what the coaches are thinking Um, you know this this Tennessee defense was ranked third against the run giving up only 84 84 84.5 yards a game yet on the the passing side, they're ranked 31st, and they were giving up 266 yards per game. Yeah. So, do you, you guys as players, do you guys are you guys cognizant of that, or is that just something that the coaches, yeah. you know, t- yeah, talk no, about?
9: Yeah, no, that's in our that's in our meetings every, uh, you know, really every Wednesday. Uh, you go to team meeting, you go to you know what offense he's attacked. You look at the turnover differential. Um, yeah, you see what you are, what they are on third down. You see. Uh, um, yeah, all, all the stats are up there, uh, are there. And so, really, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays, it's all about, you know, talking with, with Coach Stout and Shane and, and getting a good game plan together. So, you know, by Friday, uh, you know what time it is.
6: Elaine, now it's uh, three straight road games. And uh, the next week at the Giants tied today against the Commanders. The third one uh, on that uh, is the Dallas Cowboys. It's... It's really difficult for a team to go three straight weeks on the road. So tell me how you guys process that.
9: And uh, yeah, I mean, just thing thing about now is just, uh, you know, you're trying to get your bodies to feel good, um, take advantage of the rest, you know, that we have compared to the, what we did uh, earlier in the season. And uh, I think in, if you're feeling good, I feel like you play better. Uh, so, you know, that's big. There's a lot of times later in the season, you don't want to be limping into, you know, um, you know, a playoff. You want to be healthy, and, and so this is the time to do that.
7: Elaine, hey you've been with this team a long time. When you look at the depth and the versatility of this team on both sides of the football, does this team exceed even the 2017 team in terms of talent overall?
9: Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I would say we're pretty, I mean, a bit, very similar team. Just the, the, the vets and, the, and the, the young talent. Um, yeah, but every team's different. Uh, I feel like we're on a good track. Uh, you know, these, these next few games is, are big for us. Uh, we need to, you know, try to clinch off the advantage. Uh, so that's our sights. But, uh, you know, next week we got the Giants, man. They're, uh, they're a good team uh, this year. Really good. Hey, Lane,
8: Lane, I'm sorry. Lane, I know, I, know that. That, I know that, you know, once you guys come off the field, you know, you're going through, you know, your adjustments on the sideline. You're trying to, you know – get hydrated, get some Gatorade, some water in you. Do you guys watch what's going on with the defense? Um, they held Tennessee to 53 plays for 209 yards. That's 3.9 yards per play. I mean, that's pretty darn impressive, man.
5: Yeah,
9: I, I saw it uh, pretty much, you know, this meetings was, uh, you know, a lot of Derrick Henry's kind of highlights, showing his stiff arms, what he does to people. So, um, and then they showed a stat, I think, with uh, how many games they won when he has 100-plus yards rushing. It was a really good stat. So that was their focus all week. Uh, you know, shout out to the guys up front, man. Uh, just creating pressure in the past games, top of the run. Uh, really good. One of their best performances this year.
6: Lane, last question. Um, yeah, I still don't think you guys are getting the credit that you really deserve as, as, the, as one of the best teams in this league. And I wonder if you guys, you hear about the Kansas City Chiefs, you hear about the Bills, and the Eagles are still kind of like an afterthought, even though you're, you're an 11-1. Do you guys feel that at all? Do you care about it? Uh, no,
9: not really. I mean, like I said, man, uh, it all goes down to, to focusing and, and controlling, controlling the day. Uh, all that's going to take care of itself in due time. Uh, and, and the weeks go by faster than you think. So, you know, right now it's, uh, it's the New York football giants, and uh, that's where we're at. Hey, Lane, it's,
8: it's just an opportunity to break them underdog masks out again. That's all. Well,
6: that's the way it, yeah, I, probably, I swear probably. it feels yeah. like that. Yeah. It just feels yeah. like that. Everybody talks to AFC, AFC, AFC,
7: and the Eagles are kind of like somewhere in there, but they're not, not getting accredited. The hey, a- Lane, quick question to you. What do you guys do daily in practice getting ready for games? to challenge yourselves? Because you obviously, you guys are at the king of the hill right now at 11-1. and Everybody else is gunning for you guys. How do you guys go about challenging yourselves daily in practice?
9: Uh, I think a lot of it goes down to really, I mean, people that played a long time in the NFL. Man, the scout team makes such a huge difference. I think that the guys that we have uh, go super hard, create a really good look. And that's, you know, that's who you're seeing every day. I mean, we play against who we play on. Uh, you know, Sundays, but who you're going against in practice every day really does, you know, those reps uh, stack out for us. So, uh, I feel like those guys make us better, uh, definitely from the offensive side. Uh, yeah, man, so, I, you know, a lot of credit goes out to them too.
6: Lane, listen, great job. And, uh, you know, another win and a dominant win before the home crowd. And three on the road, we'll see how, how you come out uh, with three on the road. But uh, I'm thinking yeah. this team is uh, – all right, well, on your way to a, to a number one seed and uh, yep. home field advantage throughout, and that's a good thing.
9: Yep. Appreciate Congrats, y'all. Man. Thank y'all. All right, all right man, there he care, is. Man. Lane
6: Johnson live from uh, the locker room Lincoln Financial Field. Um, you know, it's just uh, – you're right, Seth. The defense – we haven't really talked enough about the defense today, uh, but uh, the Titans had 11 first downs and uh, 209 total yards to the Eagles, 453. I mean, that's just a dominant, dominant performance with all these penalties.
8: Well, listen, the offense had to overcome their their side of the ball. I mean, the defense didn't really have many penalties as, as, at all. You know, they kept getting, the offense kept getting stalled in the first the first quarter, first quarter and a half. and um, But they come back and they convert, and they, they convert the first down, even though, you know, they got first and 15, first and 20. Um, the defensive side of the ball, man, you can just tell they came out You know, with the mindset that Derrick Henry was getting nothing at all. And, you know, the return of Jordan Davis was a big deal. But I would venture to say that, you know, listen, you don't ever want to see a player get hurt. But I think Jordan Davis getting hurt was a blessing in disguise. You want to know why? Because it forced Howie Roseman to make a move and go bring in Linville Joseph and bring in Ndamukong Suh. And the depth at the defensive tackle position right now for the Philadelphia Eagles is just insane, you know. So now, you know, these guys are going to be fresh. And then you look at Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick and 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 um, and Josh Sweat. Um, you know, if they can keep playing at that level with the kind of push you're going to get from those five guys in the middle, th- this, this defense can be dangerous. I mean, absolutely dangerous. And you might be able to see them – You know, like like today, and I don't know what Tennessee's offensive lineman health is like, but they just ran roughshod over them guys when they had to to pass the ball today. Um, That's what Jonathan Gannon wants to do. He wants to just rush for and and drop off in coverage on, you know, third and long, second and long type situations. Um, But if you can keep getting the production out of those middle guys the way you're getting it, then that means that there's nowhere for the quarterback to step up, and if those guys on the edge can 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 cut the edges off of the defense, if you will, um, this is going to be a tough defense to handle. I actually thought this was gonna be a test for him.
10: It turns I out did too. it was yeah, I n- it was not a test at all
6: because what we learned about the Titans, and this has happened like three straight weeks, if Derrick Henry is not successful. They're not a team that's gonna beat you coming from behind, a quick striking and all that. They're just not that type of team. So it played right into the Eagles' hands today. But- you know, very impressive win, and we're going to talk a lot about this during the course of the day. We have our diamond debate coming up. Devin Caney will join us, and uh, we have John McMullen who covered the game for Jacob Sports, and we'll have him on shortly. So hang in there. It is the Pond Hockey Eagles post game show live at Ocean Casino. You're watching us on 6abc.com or the Jacob Media YouTube channel, and we're back after this.
11: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24 seven with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
1: Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
12: We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
10: Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently.
4: Go birds.
0: Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean.
13: Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
14: Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's. Great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination, Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event.
15: Welcome back to the Pond Hockey Post Game Show. I'm Devin Caney. It is time for our Diamond Debate presented by Marks Jewelers. Marks is always giving me the best bling for this post game show. Today I have a pair of beautiful earrings as well as this uh, diamond tennis bracelet. And uh, guys, Christmas is just around the corner. The holidays, like perfect gifts to give your significant other, your mom, your dad. I don't know, just a congratulations gift after the Eagles win another game. Um, our diamond debate topic today is Was this win over the Titans the most impressive performance of the season? Uh, if you're tuning in and you want to weigh in, you can find that on the Jacob Media Twitter page and uh, the YouTube channel in the community section. Uh, right now, it is a resounding yes. Uh, about 85% of people say that yes, this was the most per- impressive performance and win of the season for the Eagles. Do you guys agree?
6: I think I do. And, and here's, here's why, because it's, it's game number 12. I mean, you know, this, this is the time of the season where, you, you know, you really, you really crunch down and show everybody how good you are and you don't allow for slippage. I see teams all over the NFL slip and slide. You know, this team came out in a dominant fashion in a game that we all thought was going to be tougher for them. I mean, that line kept inching down. There were, there were a lot of people that were betting the Tennessee Titans today, and, and the Eagles responded well. I, I would have to agree with that. Finest win of the year.
7: It's a it's an old saying in football, but this Eagles team imposed their will on the opposition. They basically came out and told you what they were going to do and said, I dare you to make us change, In Tennessee cannot on either side of the football. Eagles bowed up in the trenches to stop Derrick Henry, as has been the case for the last four weeks against this team. I thought this was going to be another one of those 24-20 type teams. Uh, games in a final analysis when you consider tennessee had not given up more than 22 points to an opponent all season except week number two against buffalo they came out here and just basically told you you can't stop us there's no way you can stop us and then once the eagles get up on top of you they force the opposition in this case tennessee to play catch up takes them completely out of their game and let's face it tennessee is not built to play catch up football
8: I told you before in the in the pregame they were going to score over. You did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you um, did. Listen, it, it, was, it was an impressive win um, because just understanding, you know, what they did last week, you just knew that Mike Braver was going to have this team locked and loaded and ready to go. And it seemed like they didn't have an answer. They didn't have an answer for what Jonathan Gannon put on the field to get Derrick Henry going, they didn't have an answer, you know, you know, after Traylon Burks got hurt, you know, that kind of put him behind the eight ball a little bit, but even at that, you know, they didn't really have an answer in the passing game. Um, and they certainly didn't have an answer for what was going on with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on the other side of the ball. Um, Devin, I think the thing that I'm most impressed about um, is the fact that, you know, this team can take Whatever is necessary, mm-hmm. and figure out a way to win. Yeah. And no matter what it is that, whatever adjustment that they made, whatever game plan they put together, you know whether they had to adjust on the fly or whether it went according to plan like today. They're they're eleven and one, yeah. and, and you, you you can't argue with that.
15: No, and you know offensively, especially like. They're still without Dallas Goddard, and when someone goes down, when they need to maybe run the ball more, when, like today, they need to pass the ball more, we see Jalen Hurts do what he needs to do. Uh, I loved the play calling today as well. I thought the game planning from Nick Suriani was incredible. Uh, of course, the penalties, I guess, if you had to find something to complain about, were... I guess uh, frustrating, but I'm not overly concerned. I think that's just going to happen sometimes. You know, I don't it,
6: it, know. Here's, the, I think, a telling sign on how good this team is. Because you're right, Tennessee does not give up a lot of points. They're averaging no, like no. 17 points given up. A uh, game, one one team got more than uh, 20. Uh, I think 20. 22. Yeah, yeah, 22. All right. So uh, what? And I look at their secondary, and, I, and I'm thinking no, their secondary is not very good at all. So what makes them a decent defensive team? It's what they do up front. Once the Eagles control what they did up front, it exposed that secondary completely, and uh, and they just took control of the game. I mean, uh, I I just uh, this team is just mind-boggling in, in what they need to do, they do. And even when the game was tied, uh, they just you just knew they were the better team. And once you stopped Derrick Henry, there was nothing that Tennessee could
8: do about it. I'm still going to complain about, you know, not bringing any pressure on Ryan.
6: No, I was just don't do it on
8: one play that you didn't no, like. No, he did it twice. He actually did it twice. He did it on another third down. You know, it's it's pretty apparent that, you know, fourth and seven. It was a fourth and, and, and third? run, play. And, and like, third and long, and you have an opportunity, you know, to, to take away some field position. You know and turn the ball right back over to your offense your offense is hot you know and you line up in your four-man rush you know you can't necessarily get there and then on top of it you know um you know you back off and you play zone and ryan Hent- ryan Tannehill takes off and runs for eight yards on fourth and seven i'm like come on man just it, it what what is it gonna hurt so somebody on twitter said oh what an asinine comment, you know, to, to, to say that you would come after him in that situation. I'm like, no, you know what's you really want to know what's asinine? Is believing that Ryan Tannehill can beat you throwing the ball down the field, okay, on fourth down, and Derrick Henry hadn't been able to run the ball one iota. That's that to me, that's asinine that you can go a whole game and you don't blitz these less than quarterbacks at all and think that when you when you get to a point in games where it really, really matters, like the last the last four weeks of the season into the playoffs, if you don't start dialing up some pressures, man, these good quarterbacks so we, are going to hurt yeah, you.
7: Derek, we knew
8: yeah. he was going to go off on that fourth I, and seven. I, I know. Where, you know where, what? Where we, and bless. we
7: did. When we were watching the no, game, yeah. we did. I didn't give you all a we, chance to, to,
8: to it, 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 set me up today. I just what? did it on my yeah, own. Yeah, but, but I'm going <laughs> to try <know>, to – When <laughs> have, I have
7: I ever tried to set you oh, up, yeah, sir? okay, D. Yeah, okay, I mean – Whatever. I'm going to try to turn this into
6: a positive. Look, I got
7: news for you. What? The defense is what it is. We're going to complain every week. It is what it is. I'm just
8: not going to stop doing it because, you know, at, at some point in time, I'm telling you right now, at some point in time, it's gonna bite them in the ass. It I'm might. telling you. So next week
15: they have the Giants. They're facing Daniel Jones, who I don't consider an elite quarterback. I don't think anyone does, but no. they do have to face Saquon Barkley. We've seen them now shut down Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry. Uh, Seth, are you concerned if the Eagles go into next week's game against the Giants with the same defensive game plan that they came into this game with?
8: No, because it's gonna take another effort like this in order for them to, in order for them to, you know, get the W. I mean they're gonna so have to. So you're
15: satisfied with the overall defensive effort today, despite the... No, absolutely.
8: Absolutely. Okay. I'm just, listen, in Philadelphia, we are used to a dominant style defense. And we're, we're used to an aggressive style defense. You know, so when you have an opportunity to secure field position, when you have an opportunity to um, you know, turn the ball back over to your offense that's just rolling and all they want is for you to give them the ball back on fourth and seven, you know, don't sit back and give a guy a chance to get out of the pocket and scramble for a first down after he's already shown you that he's healthy enough to scramble. All you got to do is you bring enough pressure to force him to get the ball out of his hand right now, make the tackle for three or four yards, make him punt, offense gets the ball back, you know. But you give him an extra possession, and we're up seven to nothing as a matter of fact. And on that conversion, that conversion spurred them on to tying the game and Seth.
7: Guess what's going to happen next week? You have a much more athletic quarterback. He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. He's going to take off and run. It's going to happen again,
6: and Seth's going to be annoyed next week.
7: I I will be annoyed. But but
6: here's the thing. Tannehill runs for that first down, fourth and seven. And here's where I'm going to make it a positive. Because it did lead to the touchdown, but it also led to Traylon Burks getting knocked out of the game on that touchdown. Which, which I mean, I don't wish injury on anybody, but that that was pivotal that he wasn't there for the rest of that game. So they sacrificed the touchdown for losing a play. Listen, I
8: hear you, but I can't. You know, I, that that's not the that's not the important thing to me. The important thing to me is that at some point in time, and 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 and, and somebody said, oh, you know. He just wants to blitz all the time. That is not what I'm saying. Don't be so damn idiotic about what you read and and what it is that I'm talking about, you know? But you can't play 50 to 75 plays a game against an offense and you have them in position to impose your will and to create chaos and just sit back and allow them to just eat up field. Why do you allow social media it.
7: to get under your skin? It's unbelievable. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable. But we've talked about this. Do no. I need to send you to therapy? I don't need therapy. Are you sure? You got like, hey, listen.
5: He's who needs therapy? This, to me. this is
7: amazing.
8: This is, this is how I'm wired. I'll always be wired this way. <laughs> think of how. Th- think about how much more. Now this team. This team is eleven and one. Think about how much more dominant this football team could be, if the. the, the if the defense was just 10% more aggressive, I'm not talking about blitzing every down. I just want them to, to to apply pressure to the quarterback, just 10% more. And think about how many more opportunities that you create. I mean, listen, when was the last time we caused a fumble? When was the last time we had an interception? And you know what the counter
7: to that has been, the, the, the consensus yeah, that they, counter? That they,
8: that they won the game.
7: No, no, no. The consensus counter as well. We have a defense that leads the National Football League in takeaways. We have a defense that's one of the better defenses against the run in the National Football League. We have a defense that's one of the better defenses against the pass in the so National are we Football just gonna, League.
8: So we're just going to lean on that from week to
7: week. Yes. I just said it a moment ago. No. It is what it is. That, no. The, Jonathan Gann is not going to change. You're right. It's not gonna change. You're, you're right, he's not gonna change. And, and you know who else is not gonna change? Who?
6: Johnny Armchair who calls Seth Right? And you Exactly. Right? That's that's, you that's, let them that's get never, to you? that's never gonna change. And it, it heats All him up every week. When right, Johnny listen. Johnny's eating nachos when, complaining we're, about Seth, we're, we're, you know, so we're <laughs> having
8: we're having a conversation. We're having a conversation about offensive and defensive football. What's the difference between me saying that they need to um they need to apply more pressure? What's the difference between that statement and the statement the last two weeks or three weeks? Oh, you know, um, we've fallen in the rankings in the NFL as a passing offense. Oh, I'm not sure that Jalen Hurts, you know, they, they've been struggling offensively. What's the difference? We're just trying to look out for you. you know,
7: we, What's the you difference, know, We're, trying, we're, you know we're okay, you know, to look out for you. If think. you want to talk about what I think the biggest flaw is for this defense, and this is not the defense's fault. It's, it's the schedule's fault. You look at the collection of quarterbacks they played most of the season. How many have really tested them? How many? How many top-flight quarterbacks have they played doing this year? Are
15: they the whole? Oh, no, they no,
7: haven't no, 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 a no. Real no, no. No, no. Well, what does the schedule show you?
8: Well, outside. But who of, is a
15: real quarterback? No, I
7: understand that That's not their fault. That's even, the way the schedule
8: fell. But there's even, that, that. goes. that that goes to the point to my point even that much more. Okay. I get what you're saying, and I I'm, agree if, with you. If I was playing against a a, a, a healthy and fully loaded aaron Rodgers every week or a patrick mahomes every week or you know a joe burrow every week yeah i you know i'd be i'd be i would be a little a little more tentative sure in in my play quality but if i'm playing against these guys that are one read wonders that have to have a running game in order to be able to operate in the passing game you damn right! I'm gonna make them nervous. I'm gonna make them go in at halftime and
7: change their draws. That's what I'm gonna do. Now, I'm just, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. On this particular day, it's all positive, positive. and I agree with what you've said. And but we guess just what? It's we, not going to change.
8: You're right, but I ain't. It's gonna, not gonna change. I'm not gonna change, I'm not gonna change I'm, and I'm not gonna change, and I'm gonna stop
7: complaining. Can I, Mike? Can I switch seats with you next week? Can <laughs> I, sit, can I sit over here and you sit here? We're, we're, can, can we change seats?
6: I, I, we try. We try every week to calm them down. <laughs> All right. And, and it does yeah. work. Yeah, no, so I mean I, we should know. It's week thirteen
15: go. of this, yes, we, we should learn. But I respect it because I do think that Jonathan Gannon's defense can be very hey, frustrating listen. to watch. I'm saying with the original it, Diamond it debate, is? was this the most impressive, you know, complete win that the Eagles have gotten all season? Yes, I think so. I think it's frustrating as an Eagles fan and some and someone who covers the team in Philadelphia. To see a lot of the national media take say, you know, well they haven't played a new, a good quarterback. They haven't played a good team. Everyone had this Titans team, this Titans game circled on the calendar as you know a scheduled boss. Everyone kind of chalked this game up to be the most difficult one on the Eagles' schedule, essentially, and they got their most impressive win of the season. So I think and that Devin, says a lot for the talent of the Eagles. Had. And
8: listen, I I give I give the defense props. Okay, they had a hell of a day today. They are. Four for 14 on third down conversions right. against the Tennessee Titans. 53 total plays, okay? That's two weeks in a row. I think last week, um, who was their opponent last week again? Who the hell did they play last week? The Packers. Okay, the Packers only have – See, has, he's so fired up, he do not remember Packers, week two. I'm a little Packers, nervous right now. Didn't, didn't the Packers only have like 40-something plays last week? Something, yeah, okay.
7: something
8: like 49. So, or. 49 plays. They – only had 53 plays, 200 total yards, Mm. total yards, okay? 122 yards passing and 87 yards, you know, uh, on the ground. And six six sacks, okay? That's a hell of a performance. I'm not saying that that's not efficient, that that's not good enough, but my point is how much more dominant could they be if they just applied a little more pressure?
15: Right,
4: and, 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 and when you and look I'm, at the upcoming and and schedule, and I'm they... talking, and
8: I'm talking, just ten yeah. percent, not every down, not blitzing every third down, mm. but blitzing ten percent more.
15: Yeah, no, I hear you, and I agree. Like I'm, I'm nervous about the Cowboys game coming up. They haven't played the Giants yet. We're gonna have that one next week, so they should be a little bit more aggressive. I agree with you, Seth Joiner. Uh, all right. That wraps up our Diamond Debate presented by Mark's Jewelers. Uh, Again, love the bling that they gave me, this bracelet, these earrings. Uh, If you need to buy anyone in your family, a loved one, significant other, brother, sister, whoever, any gift for the holidays, make sure you head to Mark's because they really have the most beautiful stuff, and they're always hooking me up with the best bling for the Pond the Hockey postgame show. Uh, And stick around because our postgame show will be right back after this break.
0: My husband hadn't missed work in 15 years. His injury required months of rehabilitation and unfortunately the insurance company didn't see it that way. I was working two jobs, but it wasn't enough. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. We sat down, told him our story, and they guided us through the whole workers' compensation legal process.
13: Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story.
11: The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News.
4: Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Giveness. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Giveness stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, I know it's not easy, but they will make this as easy as possible. Life celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I I just know that my dad, who is in charge of
13: everything, was was not in charge of anything at that point when
4: when my mom passed, and uh, um, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, making it easy turning tragedy into a celebration of life no matter how hard is what we do at life celebrations by givnish life celebrations by givnish customizing services as unique as the individual
0: go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean
5: Continue your communication sciences and disorders education at Salis University within the Doctor of Audiology or Masters of Science in Speech-Language Pathology programs. With state-of-the-art labs, on-campus clinics, and extensive externship opportunities, students position themselves to be at the top of the job market. Stand out in the Audiology and Speech-Language Pathology profession by visiting salis.edu.
6: The Piney Hockey Eagles post-game show. We're live at Ocean Casino. Mike Massanelli with Derek Gunn and Seth Joyner. Devin Caney will be back with us in a little bit. We'll have John McMullen live from the stadium to analyze the game. But let's just go over a couple things now. As the Eagles win thirty-five to ten rather easily against the Tennessee Titans, a team that was supposed to test them today. They're now 11-1, and one, and there are not many games left now. So three games on the road, and we'll see how they fare. The, the one in the middle is a weird one with the Chicago Bears. Next week, a division game, and then the other side of that, the Dallas Cowboys. So ho- hopefully they can avoid that that Bears trap. They stink, and they shouldn't have any problem with it. So we're, we're all looking forward to three weeks from now. Uh, but let's, let's talk about Jalen Hurts a little bit. Uh, you know, I, 380 yards, three touchdowns, rather easily. Let's go into a little two-minute drill here. We'll get some quick-hitting questions for the guys. Uh, are, is he so good now that we're almost taking him for granted that we expect these kind of performances?
7: No, 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 no. It, okay. It's a pleasure to watch, you know, as he continues to evolve into one of the most talked-about quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. Um, we're, We're 12 games into this thing. And he just continues to get better and better with his reads, his touch on his passes. You know, we talk about the two deep balls he threw, the one A.J. Brown down the sideline that we thought was a touchdown, A.J. stepped out of bounds. And then, of course, the one he dropped right on the money, A.J. caught it over the defender. Look at the touch on his passes over the middle to Jack Stoll. You know, it's just a pleasure to watch this young man continue to grow the way he is. I don't think we take it for granted because there have been a few games where his passing's been a little bit off. And we're going to find a couple of other games where it may not be as perfect as we've been accustomed to. But I think the consistent growth in his overall game has been exceptionally pleasing to watch up to this point.
8: Seth? I think we should, at this point in time, if we're going to talk about the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl, yeah, we should expect this. Um, The game plan is going to change. And to D. Gunn's point, show me a quarterback in the NFL. Who doesn't have a game or two during the season when you know his mechanics are off, he misses some throws, so on and so forth. Um, but the weapons that he has around him, the improvements that he's made, and the ability of the run game to give him the type of balance that will allow him to be an efficient passer of the ball, um, we can expect this. We can ex- maybe not this type of performance, but listen, he threw for 300 yards against the Minnesota Vikings. You know, everybody week one said, oh, you know, he just ran all over the place. I don't know if this guy, you know, is going to last the season. Then he turned around, you know, against Minnesota, who played a lot of zone, and he sat in the pocket. He operated from the pocket, threw for 300 yards and a few touchdowns there. Um, you know, they they were pretty balanced for a while. And then um, Dallas Goddard gets hurt. And then all of a sudden they start running the ball like crazy. The passes start going down. Oh, he's only averaging about 130 yards a game passing the ball. And then all of a sudden he comes out today, boom! You know, 375 yards passing. I mean, well, can his, we,
6: ra- can- his rating was 130.3. Now the one touchdown, AJ Brown. It, this is the uh, definition of a great double move, where where the the, the defensive back actually collides with the fake. And and drops like a stone, and A.J. goes
7: right around him wide open for 30 yards. That play was really telling to me what a great move that was. Well, not only that, but it also tells you just how strong of an individual A.J. Brown is because it was like the DB hit a tr- hit truck's head on. He crumpled down and took a little bit getting up. You know, you combine that kind of physical strength with the speed and the dexterity that he has, man, I tell you what, he is everything that we, he was advertised to be before he got here and then some. And, you know, He's such a difficult matchup with the DBs. Most DBs physically cannot match up with him in terms of physicality and agility and is showing week after week. Let me ask you now another question on in two-minute drill. Was the
6: um, double reverse flea flicker an example of Shane Steichen being bored? <laughs> that, that he would call something like that? That we would call
7: in a sandlot that play? Well... <laughs> It's a play we might see down the road, and who better to use it against than a Tennessee team where you have uh, under control at that particular time. You know, it's a play we hadn't seen all year long. So why not see how, how well it works in a game like this Is already out of reach?
8: Well, listen, I, I think a lot of what you see sometimes that these coaches run are just plays to plant a seed, you know, in offensive defensive coordinators' minds moving forward. You know, you really don't think that, you know, a play like that is, and and realistically, if Miles Sanders cuts that defensive end, then he probably has time to actually throw the ball down the field. Because I guarantee you, that was a shot call. But he had to go back to Quest Watkins on the sideline because, in the in in the midst of all of this, you know razzle dazzle, the defensive end just got to kind of got up the field and spoiled the play. But sometimes coaches will run plays like that just to plant a seed in a defensive coordinator's mind, because in that weekly preparation, it's like, oh, you know, when they're lined up like this and this guy's over here and that guy's over there, you know, they might run this again, you know. So it's, it's part of the whole chess game that goes on from a strategic standpoint, you know, in game planning.
6: All right, point number three. They didn't rush the ball that well today. They didn't need to, but 24 carries, Miles Sanders, 24 yards on 10 carries, uh, they weren't very effective doing it when they did it. Again, they didn't really have to. Was was that any concern to you guys?
7: No, because we knew the game plan was going in, attacked Tennessee through the air. We knew Tennessee was very good against the run, just like Washington is very good against the run. There's only one team that really frustrated the Eagles this year in terms of running the football, and Washington did it twice. Tennessee is very similar up front, and it starts with that guy Jeffrey Simmons. He's just that kind of player. They just don't have much else around him outside of Bud Dupree. The back end of that defense has been, it's been a mess all season long, and it showed itself today. So, no, in in terms of not being able to run the ball in this particular game, absolutely not.
8: No, listen, the, the, the Eagles have got to be average, and I want to say – Coming into this game, right around you know 170, 175 yards a game rushing, um, that's not a concern because you go into this game you know that you're gonna have, it's gonna be tough sledding, you know so you take the path of least resistance is against a team who's 31st against the pass, you know yeah you're gonna take advantage of that opportunity, uh, but when they need to run the ball and you can see early in the game when they were, you know running the ball just a little bit. Um, if they were committed to actually running the football the way they had been the last couple of weeks or committed to balance, I should say, they could have ran the football because they did have some good runs. Um, They just didn't run it a lot. Listen, the Eagles, the the Eagles two quarterbacks and and Gardner Minshew only threw um, two plays, two passes. They threw the ball 41 times today. I mean, that's a lot of pass plays. Um, and if you're going to throw the ball that much, then yeah, the numbers are going to be down in the 20s as far as how many times you actually run the ball. Um, but the Eagles have proven that when they need to run the football, they can run it. When they need to throw it, they can throw it. When they need to be balanced in their approach and give you a little bit of both, they can do, they can do that too.
6: Now You predicted that they would maybe throw the ball 45 times in this game. They- they got to 41. Uh, all right, let's talk about the defense. There weren't many things that went wrong today, but there, there, there was one uh, situation where the Titans really threatened to tie this game at 14, and they had to settle for a field goal. And that big play was a 41-yarder to the tight end, uh, Oconquo. And that's where where Epps uh, whiffed in the middle of the field. And they got the ball. That got the ball at the 18. And then they had we had Titans give it back. They had a third and one. They get a false start and then a sack. And I thought that was really important for the Eagles defense to hold them down to three at that point.
7: This this is a defense that has made its name on making strategic plays when it has to. And Seth, I, I'm like Seth in a lot of ways, the scheme frustrates you in a lot of ways, but the end result is they make plays. They find a way to make plays, whether it's Darius Slade, Bradbury, you know, uh, Edwards, uh, guys in the trenches. And now with the addition of Sue and, 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 and um, Linville Joseph in the middle of this defense, Jordan Davis coming back, they're going to continue to, to make plays. All significant reasons why they hold opponents down to 20 points a game. You know, and how much more can you ask? Do you like to see them do things a certain way, a little bit differently? Yes. But you can't complain with the end results and where they're sitting right now because it is still, no matter what we like or dislike about it, it is still a top five defense in the National Football. Hey, league.
8: listen, eleven and one is eleven and one. You know, it's a lot of times. You know, you don't you don't be concerned about how you get there. You get there. Now we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. We're going to scrutinize it. We're going to analyze it. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. Okay, but. You know, at the end of the day, this football team still is 11-1. and
6: And they overcome things. It's like, okay, Devontae, they challenged the play. He turned out that he was out of bounds on that pass play. Uh, And A.J. looked like he had a 40-yard TD, a a, a, a double move, and they get get it back. So whatever they do that was wrong, they kind of come back and cover it up and do what's right. It's uncanny what they do.
7: Very few teams in the National Football League do that on a consistent basis. You know, you look at a team like Kansas City; they do it. Um, for the most part, Miami has been able to do it in a lot of ways this year. But that's a luxury that that is going to benefit them, especially come playoff time, when things are not going extremely well. How quickly and efficiently can they overcome it? We have seen it from this team on both sides of the ball, time and time again this season, and that is why they are where they are right now. Um, all these little things that they're doing now. And they've had to win games so many different ways this year. All of that's going to come back and be mixed into the pot when it comes Mm -hmm. one-and-done scenario after the regular season is over. Well, listen, it really is all about the experiences that you can accrue throughout the
8: season. Those experiences are what you put in the bank. Um, You know, being down for the first time and having to come back, um, you know, against the Colts. You know, not having an answer offensively all day and then figuring out in the fourth quarter it's time to turn Jalen loose. He had been running the last two or three weeks. Let's turn him loose. That wins you the game. Um, having a game last week where you explode for, for 363 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Um, a, a day like today, you know, where Jalen Hurts is 23 for 39 or 20. Is that 23 or 23? 29, 29 for 39, 29 for 39. You know, for you know, 275, 280 something yards, 380 something yards. So, all of these things they kind of they kind of play in together because what you're trying to do is you're trying to build up all of these experiences throughout the year so that when you face these things in the playoffs, it's not a shock to the system. It's more like okay, been there, done that before, we've experienced this before, we know what to do to remedy the situation. All right, a couple other things I want to touch on, but right now, listen, we all want to save money
6: on our car insurance. Here's how to save up to 40% on your car insurance right now. Message from our good friends at DelVal.
3: My name is uh, Fran and I'm a managing director here at Vale Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan
5: that meets both your needs and budget.
6: All righty, there you go. Save 40% of your car insurance. Um, let's talk about special teams. We were complaining about special teams last week. They made a few changes. They were a little better, but mostly on the return game, where our boy Covey, I know he's one of Seth's favorite players, Britton <laughs> Covey, love had
8: it. a pretty good day today, Seth. I love Covey, man. <laughs> I love Covey. And 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 listen, I love what I love what Nick Sirianni and Harry Roseman did. They elevated this kid, Ellis, this week um, from the practice squad, um, and he had the first coverage tackle. Um, on special teams today, just lit somebody up on kickoff. Um, sometimes you have to light a fire under the special teams uh, to get them guys going. You got to elevate somebody. You may have to, you know, release somebody else to send that message that, you know, you got anywhere from 15 to 20 plays a game. We expect for you to be like kamikazes out there every time you're on the field because your your opportunities are limited. You know, when when you're when, in our return game, we need you to get your guy and make sure your guys blocked. In the coverage game, we need you to like fill your lanes, converge on the ball, you know, and make sure tackles. Um, something was different about the special teams today. I don't know what the conversation was throughout the week. I don't know who's asked. You know, uh, Nick Sirianni chewed, um, but they played much better today. Britton Kovi, listen. Six, six punt returns for 105 yards. Okay, they haven't had that kind of production in forever. And what's my what's my advice? What do y'all hear me say every every single time he catch one? Block. Straight ahead, uh, man. Go straight, go straight, ahead. straight ahead. Don't you go were sideways.
6: Also where, uh, they really hadn't blocked for him that well. Yeah, but uh, this whole season. But, but that's what but I'm you're saying. Right, you get straight ahead. I mean, when, when
8: you. If he goes straight ahead and those guys are getting blocks, that's where the good punt returns come from. You don't get good punt returns running east and west. There ain't no end zones east and west. There ain't nothing but out of bounds on east and west. If you want touchdowns and you want positive yards, you got to go north and south.
7: Look, we have, we have dissected and chastised Eagles special teams play the entire season. Today, especially after that Green Bay game, <laughs> Today, the Covers team came down. It was smacking people. You could hear pass popping on TV. Oh, yeah. Covey picked up significant yards in return game, which helped him in terms of gaining field position. It's a one-game sample, but it's a start. It took, it took 12 games into the season. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to finally see what we had been hoping for in terms of special teams play. Hopefully, this is the start of something more consistently than what we have seen over in the previous level. Well, it's it's yeah. important. It's important that they begin to send this message. The closer
8: we get to playoff time, because the really, really good football teams, the really, really good coordinators, offensive and defensive coordinators, they're going to dominate in the playoffs, sure. they, they're, they're gonna give you that extra that you might not necessarily get during the season. It's the same exact way in the playoffs. The better coordinators, special teams coordinators are the ones that's gonna make, hey, because you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna break down every single thing that you've done all season long. And they're gonna say, hey, we can run a fake punt here. Uh, we can run a reverse here on a kickoff. Or, you know, we could get a blocked punt here. You know, or we can get a return here. So if you don't clean this stuff up now, it's just going to hurt you later on down the road. Mm.
6: 17 and a half yard average for Britton Covey today. Uh, Wait, who? Britain, who? Britton Covey. Say his name. Covey? Put some respect on Say it on like you name. mean it, Mike. Covey. <laughs>
8: put, your Covey. Mic, put, put your mic closer to your mouth and say it. Covey! <laughs> put,
7: put some sauce on it when you say it, Mike. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Poor Jake Elliott, though. He had a, a oh. field goal taken off the board. Sorry, Jake. I know fantasy football uh, players were not <laughs> happy about that, but they wound up taking that penalty oh and scoring half the distance to the, to the goal penalty. Uh, so 35-10, to they're 11-1 and uh, and next week against the Giants. And I know, Seth, at one point you feared the Giants.
8: Do you fear them now? Did I fear
6: the Giants? You feared them a little bit. No, no, no.
8: Bit. It's never fear. It's always respect. I, I, I respected the fact that um, Brian Dayball turned not only the performance of that football team but the mindset of that football team in a completely different direction. Because, you know, if Joe Judge was still there, I would have been like, oh, you can chalk those two up to victories. But I respected the fact that that you know, he got those guys to play at a whole different level, that they actually began to believe in themselves, and they looked like a completely different team from one year to the next. Now, I respect the fact that Wink Martindale is their defensive coordinator. He's going to create some problems for the Philadelphia Eagles next week that they've never seen. He's highly aggressive. He's going to blitz you. He's going to do a whole lot of different things to try to com- confuse the heck out of out of um, out of Jalen Hurts on the field. So it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's it's a two-pronged deal. Now, their offense doesn't really scare me a whole lot. You know, Saquon Barkley obviously, you know, is the star. Daniel Jones is playing better, but he's still Daniel Jones. If you can get Saquon under control and force him to have to throw the ball, you can eat all day long off of Daniel Jones. You know, if you pressure him. Now, if you let him sit back there, he can make throws, and he can hurt you with his athleticism by getting out of the the pocket. But it's not fear. It's just, quite honestly, man, it's
7: respect. They're right there. I, I think when you take into consideration that Brian Dable and his staff came in and took basically the same nucleus that won three games, four games a year ago, and you have them right in the thick of the playoff detention in one year, I think that says enough in itself that it wasn't maybe just the players, but it was the men leading the players. They didn't have the right people leading the players, and all of a sudden they bring in one of the best offensive-minded coaches in the game coupled with one of the best defensive-minded coaches in the game, and look at how that organization has turned itself around. Are they a complete team? Far from it. But they're a much better team because those coaches learned how to utilize the talent that they had in-house.
6: I'm just worried about whether the Eagles win that game next week, and so let's play guess the line. Guess the line. Well, let's play wow. guess the line for next week uh, at the
7: Giants. Uh, I'm thinking the Eagles, five. I was going to say four, four and a half. I was going to say right around this. So four to five, yeah. I think I agree with you in that regard.
6: Yeah. You feeling that, Seth? Four and a half, five next week?
8: Um, what was the line going into today? Today it dropped to four, four and, and a half. half. Yeah, Right before game, but it was yeah. running right around six and a half. Yeah, it started week, right? out at six and a half, I six and a half. Um, I'm gonna say I think they open at seven. Really, it may trend down by the Road time we get to the end. by seven. The, I I I say seven tonight.
6: God, well, I these, think I think they,
8: they, they listen. They've been that dominant last week. When you take last week and this week and you put it together, okay? Um, they've been that dominant, and you know you got to ask yourself you know how do they put these lines together they put these lines together based upon you know past performance we've seen the Eagles early on have some some wide margins and then all of a sudden you know the last the previous previous to last week the lines are like really narrow you know now all of a sudden they've had two dominant wins back-to-back I think it's conceivable that this game could open up at seven tonight
6: which means they should have no problems
8: Hey, listen, we thought they were going to have problems today. I personally thought that this was going to be the toughest game they had all season. They messed around and and and, and, and hung a 35 spot, you know, on one of the better defenses in the league. So I don't put anything past them. And, and and you want to know something? You want to know something? They might cover okay. seven. I like it because that's what I'm thinking. They
6: win these next two at the Giants, at the Bears, and it sets up beautifully for a 13-1 g- matchup against the Dallas Cowboys.
7: right? That's what I want to see. You know, it, it's, it's meaningful football in, in December. And the good thing is, if the Eagles run the table to that Dallas game, that means they have a two-game lead still. You know, the all-important two-game lead, all-important securing that home field advantage for the playoffs. Eagles, know, we don't have to tell them this. The Eagles know they can't afford a stumble between now and the time they get to Dallas. I mean, that's understandable. And I don't think they will at this point.
6: And here's the beauty of this whole thing. Because if they get that number one seed, not only do they get a bye, we get a buy. We get a buy. <laughs> right?
7: We get a bye. Get a we get sit we, home and we, watch a little football.
6: We can plan a little weekend. Whatever. Let's get together and have a little dinner that week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, John McMullen is going to be joining us uh, shortly. Right here on the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show today. Your hey, final Mike, was before, 35 be, to 10. Before yeah. y,
8: before you go, you don't know it yet, but you ain't getting no buy. Uh-oh. Oh, wow, we, get, oh, we ain't getting no buy. Oh,
6: we got a special. Uh-oh. Show. Oh, we, so <laughs> no, that go ahead. This must mean st- a playoff special <laughs> show. Am I right? <laughs> playoff special show? See, Seth knows all this
7: inside stuff. I don't know anything. It. I'm just, no, no, he I'm he just, I'm just he, speculating. Mike, you know what he just did? <laughs> He finally got back at us because we've been getting at him all season long. <laughs> so he finally got his little re- measure of revenge.
6: He, but he's on the inside. We're not. That's uh, like, He's true. always, oh, he's
7: always telling me, true. Hey, You know, all I am, all I am here, is, is, is an afterthought. I'm just hanging out with man, you guys. stop <laughs> it. I'm just throwing. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> talking, I'm just throwing stuff up, up against the
8: wall, hoping it sticks.
6: <laughs> look at look at <laughs> no, the no, his face. Stop look. it. You know. Mike. You know, because last look. week he goes, "Hey, did you hear about?" It? I go, "No, I didn't hear about that." He knows all.
7: Look, our producer Joe
6: shares every little thing with him but not us. Are you serious? He's
7: got, you know Did why? you not look at your email was, this morning? I'm
8: afraid of you. I you think know, you I think what? we all were on the same email this morning, really? I, I didn't you, check the email this morning. See there you go. You know why? If you Be, if you because, would have checked the email, you would have been in the know, Mike. Hey, because Seth, Seth is Joe's favorite, Mike. Oh, well, of course. Oh, here we of go. Of course hey, hey, Joe, can favorite. I take us to break, man? <laughs>
6: yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. You know everything. i take us to break. <laughs> I'm look, out.
7: Look, CEO Joe <laughs> Kraus sitting behind the cameras. Everything Seth says, he does like this.
6: <laughs> yeah, of course he does. He does one of these.
7: first. Look. Where's
8: Devin at, man? I need some help.
6: Because Seth's going go, yo, man, why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't you tell me that? Oh. <laughs> That's why he's a All <laughs> oh, uh, let's, let's take a break. On the other side, oh. John McMullen and his views covering the game today. The uh, Eagles' Pond Lockie post-game show continues after this.
13: Hey Philly, it's Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. Be sure to follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram for your opportunity to win free Eagles home game tickets for the rest of the season. You heard that right. We're giving away free tickets all season long. And guess what? We're going to give away tickets to the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So make sure you're following us. And as always, thanks for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. Go Birds!
10: and go birds!
3: Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, managing partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an
4: 800 number. Go birds!
1: Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner.
13: Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
0: Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean.
14: Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination, Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event.
6: It is the Ponla Hockey post-game show live here at Ocean Casino, but you know, let's venture to Philadelphia, where our man on the scene, the man to cover the uh, ball game today at Lincoln Financial Field, John McMullen, joins us. John, uh, listen, uh, this uh, the opponent today showed that they, they really weren't that good against the pass, so the Eagles come out and pass the ball and blitz them and crush them, and now they're 11-1. and I mean, what, what else do I need to say?
3: Yeah, wow. Um, you know, for all the people looking for the complete game, this was – as complete as I've seen this season, even the special teams uh, was really good. They made a couple tweaks there. Um, Yeah, they were tremendous. About the only thing you can complain about, I'm trying to figure out, is the penalties. There were too many penalties, uh, too many pre-snap penalties on offense specifically. Other than that, I I mean, you got to dig deep to complain about something about this team. Uh, The front four, Front five, depending on on their look, dominated uh, from the defensive perspective. Uh, T.J. Edwards talked about that. And then Jalen Hurts, I mean, he was seven yards away from his career high in passing, and he left with basically 10 minutes left to go in the game. So that tells you how effective the passing game was. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith both go over 100 yards. He got the football to nine different receivers, I think it was. Brian Calcaterra's getting involved. Jack Stoll's getting involved down the field. Boy, this this is impressive. And you look out elsewhere, you know, Minnesota hangs on for dear life against the New York Jets. The 49ers lost Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they're playing right now. Whew, this team is set up, Mike Misinelli. Hey, hey John, what
7: does Sirianni have to say about the volume of penalties and, of course, the the multitude of of the pre-snap penalties today?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the the first thing he complained about. You know, he did call it the most complete effort of the season for his team but immediately brought up uh, the penalties, the pre-snap penalties specifically. So that's something – I mean – they're at home, D. Gun, so you don't want that. Even if you're using a sideline right. count on the road, and that to me is just a little bit, of, um, you know, lack of focus. But I, I think they'll 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 tighten that up pretty quickly. I mean, there's certain things that Lane Johnson, you know, he gets off the ball so quick. Sometimes you think he can get called for a false start a bunch of times. Uh, Jason Kelsey. Does some savvy things, uh, you know, maybe he shouldn't do at times. Um, and I thought Adrian Hill was, you know, a stickler today, penalty-wise, both sides. But um I I think I'm not too concerned about that, with that veteran offensive line. I think they're trying to get away with some things. Uh, and they didn't. And 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 they'll fix it. John,
8: two things. Did um I, I think there was there was some report that you know at halftime when Nick came out, <clears throat> he took some of the some of the blame for um, for some of the penalties, some of the false start penalties in the first half. Um, did anyone ask him about that? I think you know the on the network coverage, um, you know the halftime the, the sideline reporter uh, reported that they had a conversation with him, and that's what um, yeah. that that was you know part of the the, the conversation the second part is um you know game plan wise did anybody ask you know nick about what their game plan was was the game plan really to come out and put the ball in the air 40 something times or did they you know really try to establish the run early and figure that they couldn't and just decide to take what was the path of least resistance
3: No, the game plan uh, was, you know, they knew they were going to get man-to-man coverage on third downs, and they thought they could take advantage of it. So this was a passing game plan day. They came into it thinking they had a big advantage there. Uh, You know, Titans were already without uh, Caleb Barley's their best corner. Then they lost another corner, so it keeps getting worse and worse down on the depth chart, and it, it worked out just as they envisioned it would as far as the penalties. Yeah. Nick, uh, in fact, I asked him the first question and that was, he took uh, responsibility for the penalties. Well, you know, Seth, a lot of times that's the kind of coach Nick is. He'll take response. Last week he did it with special teams. You know, no, it's probably not his fault, but it's nice to have a, a CEO coach who takes responsibility for the entire team. I think, I, I've always thought that's the best way to do it. I think that's an underreported sort of strength of this team and how he's built this coaching staff. He does keep his his thumb, so to speak, in every aspect of the team. So if something needs corrected, this week it was special teams, he makes sure it gets corrected, even if it's a little tweak, like activating Christian Ellis, who can really run, um, Really was happy to be on special teams. Really made a big difference. Um, he'll he'll do stuff like that. Any did, did
8: did he give any specifics, or did anybody ask for specifics? If you're gonna if you're gonna assume the blame, you know, I'd, I'd like to know. You know, how so? Was it your fault? Is it was it something game plan wise, something, you know, you said that they get they can get kind of crafty sometimes and get away with some things. Was it something that they were the offensive line was instructed to do that was causing this, or was he just, you know, taking the bullets for his guys?
3: Yeah, I think he was just taking the bullets for his guys. I mean, you know, pre snap penalties are pre snap penalties. So when everybody complains about officials and they say, Well, false start's a false start. I mean, there's occasionally You know, you you have it both ways. Did did the defender jump uh, before the uh, offensive lineman? You could have that sort of bang-bang play like at first base in baseball. But most of them are pretty clear cut. And most of those false starts, other than the Jalen Hurts ball start, which is kind of weird, um, most of them are pretty obvious. So I think it was more Nick just taking the bullets for his guys.
6: Uh, A.J. Brown, John, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, Eight snares, 119, a couple of great touchdown plays. Uh, You know, he could probably downplay this, but what do you think his mindset was, and did he say anything about uh, after the game facing his old team?
3: Yeah, he he did. He finally admitted, because all week and really all year, you know, a couple weeks ago, you know, he said, I'm done talking about Tennessee, and obviously this week came up. And he had to talk about Tennessee at least a little bit. He played it down. Yeah, this was big for him. Um, And he admitted again, he didn't want to leave Tennessee. He wanted to end his career there. He was very upset that they didn't want to pay him the going rate for receiver that the Eagles ultimately did. Um, So, you know, but he likes Mike Rabel. He had a big hug for him uh, pregame. And, you know, he wanted to go out and beat the you-know-what off him, and he he pretty much did. So, you know, it it, it was a very big week for A.J. Brown. He finally admitted that after the game.
7: Hey, John, um, what about Jordan Davis? First time back in over four weeks, and um, we obviously don't have a snap count. That hasn't come out yet, but at one point I believe we saw him limp a little bit, but he did come back into the game. Did you guys get to talk to him, number one, about how it felt to be back, especially 20 pounds lighter, um, and where he thought he, he was after the game?
3: Yeah, I didn't get to talk to Jordan. Um, I talked to him during the week when he mentioned uh, how much weight he lost, uh, how much conditioning he did. He didn't play that much on first look. Obviously, I got to watch the game again. Uh, Linval Joseph was the nose tackle when they had the five-man looks, which were very effective. The Eagles did a a very effective job on Derrick Henry. But there were times, and I thought this was interesting, and I I was hoping they were going to do this, and they unveiled it at least once or twice. When Lindball was playing on the nose, um, Jordan was playing four-eye. So they had both of them on the field at the same time. And you can imagine what that w- would be like moving forward when you need to stop the run potentially in the playoffs, have those two guys on the field at the same time. That could be something to keep an eye on. But, you know, he, he's he been out for a month. I think it was pretty clear the Eagles were were taking it slowly with him. And the presence of, of Linball Joseph enables them. When we look back at that signing, I think that's going to be a big one as long as Limbaugh stays healthy because, you know, playing 20, 25 snaps a game and just, you know, stopping, uh, taking up blockers, he, he's really good at that. And he's he's already proven to be really good at it in, in the short three weeks he's been here.
8: Man, John, if I could play 25, 25 snaps a game, I might still be playing right now. Um, <laughs> the um – Talk about what a blessing it is or, you know, I kind of talked about it in the pregame. You never want to see a guy get injured. But really, in a lot of ways, the Jordan Davis injury was a blessing in disguise because you got um, veteran depth added because, you know, you lost your nose nose guard. You needed some guys. You go out and you sign Linville Joseph and you sign – Dominican Sue. and now look at the kind of depth that they have at the defensive tackle position I mean you got four or five maybe six guys at that position that are interchangeable that you can move into certain positions and you can minimize how many plays they play so that you can keep them fresh and then we saw the guys on the outside today you know um, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham Hassan Reddick really really show up because of the push and how dominant they were on the interior part of the defensive line.
3: Yeah, I mean, and TJ Edwards was the first to say, I mean, the defensive line dominated this game. They set the tone. I think they took it a little personally that everybody talked about how physical and tough Tennessee was all week, and they wanted to prove that they were physical and tough. And you're right, you know, Josh Sweat had had hit – Best game of the year. I mean, he dominated. Hassan reddick might have been even better uh, from the other side. So they were really coming. it, it You know, Ryan Sanheim has been playing for a long time now. He 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 didn't look like he knew, he knew what was going on, what he was seeing. He was holding on to the football. He he couldn't make a decision. He couldn't pull a trigger. And if you think about that set with Reed Blankenship as an undrafted rookie, his first start at safety, and he played well. Josiah Scott and the nickel, Zach McPherson, they threw some dime looks they haven't thrown out all year until this game. They look like they really, really confused Ryan Tannehill. And when we talk about this defense and the philosophy behind it, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, start with the cover two look as much as possible, but then spin off of that post-snap, whether it's quarters, coverage, cover six, cover eight, cover two, and confuse the quarterback. doesn't always work. It worked today against Ryan Chan.
6: John, let me get back to the special teams. You mentioned it, uh, and they, uh, <laughs> especially in the return game. Britton Covey had it. Uh, a pretty good game. Uh, what what did they? What was the adjustment they made? They were fretting about it last week. They said they were going to maybe implement some more regulars in the special team units. What did you see the adjustment that they made?
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the, when it came to the returns, I mean, I Christian Ellis really played well, and both as a, a coverage guy and a blocker on kickoff returns. He needed one key block. Him and Zach McPherson on one of the, the covey returns. So that was the the main tweak from a personnel standpoint. I I think they took Zach Pascal off, um, and that was a big difference. Uh, the Tennessee kid, uh, who's a rookie, um, Stonehouse. I mean, he has got a monster leg. I mean, a monster leg. I think I'm looking. He had seven punts for 401 yards. He averaged 57. 3, uh yards per punt but guess what the kid out kicks his coverage i mean this is the first time all year britain cubby had any room i mean when he was catching the football the titans coverage was 10 yards away from him. so you know that's what britain does really well is he takes what's there and what was there today was a lot because the young punter just kicks it as far as he can, and nobody can cover it because he kicks it too far.
7: John, I look at where this team sits right now at 11-1. and one. They, have, they have won games in such a variety of ways. And as I said earlier in the show, they have such a luxury of depth, like basically no other team across the National Football League primetime player goes down they fill somebody in the gap and in most cases they don't miss a beat look at the variety of ways they've they've achieved what they have thus far how beneficial has it been come from behind blowouts major stops as they mentally and physically prepare themselves now they still got some regular season football to play but as they mentally and physically prepare themselves for what what's to come in the second season
3: Oh, I, I think it's huge that they're able to win different ways. I mean, I can't think about it. Um, they Last week they ran for 363 yards. This week the quarterback has 380 throwing it with 940 left in the game and they take them off the field. They can do whatever they need to do to win a particular football game offensively. Um, It's pretty impressive. 1987 is the last team, it was the Raiders, I believe, that ran for 350-plus one week and the next week threw for 350-plus. So this is rare. This has not happened often. And the fact that they can toggle like that week in and week out, when they get up, uh, go up the turnpike next week, I don't know what the weather is going to be. It's probably going to be Boston Scott, knowing his history with the Giants. Um, if they need to run the football, they'll run the football. If they need to pass the football, they'll pass the football. This is this is pretty impressive. You know, people ask me all the time because I covered the Super Bowl team. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl, but this team is more talented than the team that won the Super Bowl.
7: Hey,
8: you know, John – there was the N'Kobe Dean sighting today because uh, Kazir White got banged up. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on what you saw in of N'Kobe Dean in his first action of the year?
3: Well, I mean, it, it, it was N'Kobe Dean, right? I mean, it was garbage time, but he's always around the football. I think T.J. Edwards led them in tackles. I'm just looking. N'Kobe was second, you know, and he barely played. So he's kind of the guy. He's very instinctive. I'm not worried about N'Kobe Dean at all. He doesn't play because the Eagles have good linebackers. T.J. Edwards is probably the most underrated player on this team. Um, Kaiser White is very important to what they do defensively, especially in coverage. Um, They're good players. It's not like he's not on the field because he can't play. Uh, He's just a rookie behind two good veterans. Um, And if they need him, I think he would be relatively effective and he kind of showed that a little bit uh today um but yeah I mean I think the Kobe's going to be a a good player for this team uh in years to come he's just stuck behind two better players right now
6: John McMullen uh thank you the Eagles with that three games on the road and that last one's at Dallas so we'll see how this all works out we appreciate it thanks for hanging with us
3: hey thank you guys
6: That's John McMullen covering the game for Jacob Sports. Um, We're back. We've got the drive of the game. We've got game balls and a look ahead to this three-game gauntlet that they're going to be facing. Philadelphia Eagles win 35-10. They're 11-1, and we're back after this.
10: My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and
13: immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story.
11: Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
0: Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
14: Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination, Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event.
12: Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
3: My name is uh, Fran Solano, I'm a Managing Director here at DelVale Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call, let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both
5: your needs and budget.
12: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free.
15: What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
12: You... could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just
13: disappears.
15: The Pine Hockey Post Game Show. Uh, I'm Devin Caney. It is time for our Jeff D'Ambrosio drive of the game. Go JeffAuto.com. Uh, guys, once again, you know, several. Drives throughout this game to choose from in terms of uh, biggest difference maker, your favorite, the cleanest, whatever parameters you want to use. Uh, and I usually like to pick on someone and call at random. So Mike Misnelli, I'm going to go to you first. On okay, this.
6: I'm glad you did because I'm going to. Um, I know. I feel I'm like gonna, you've been
15: getting the short end of the I stick. I have been lately. getting the
6: short end of the yeah. stick. Yeah. So I, and I'm going to I'm going to sop up the best drive of the game before these guys get to it. <laughs> but but for me, it was the drive right before halftime where they scored with 51 seconds left uh, to make it 21-10, to 10. and it had answered uh, Titans' score. They had stopped them from scoring a touchdown. The Titans got three out of it, and they came right down the field with minimal time on the clock, and uh, uh, seven plays, 75 yards, 24-yard pass, interference penalty in that drive. Uh, Trey Avery trying to check A.J. Brown, which he didn't do well all game, but to me that was a major drive going into halftime up 21-10. to 10.
15: I like that choice, and again, I really like that the Eagles are scoring now going into the half. Where earlier in the season, in a few games, there are a few frustrating moments where you know half would be winding down, Eagles would get the ball, and didn't really do anything with it. So they also scored in every single quarter today. Uh, where you know, if you remember back to early season, especially, it was very much a, a first half heavy uh, scoring for the Eagles offense. Derek Gunn. What is your drive of the game?
7: I'm going to shock you all with my drive of the oh game. Boy. A lot of times the initial drive of a game can be a tone setter for the game. This team comes out of the gate, first play of the game, false start. Then they have to waste a timeout because they don't have the right personnel in. they Coming out of the timeout, they have another false start. Now, that could have given Tennessee momentum right off the bat, but oh no, they corrected their deficiencies, went right down the field, and put together a 75-yard play scoring drive that took less than three minutes off the clock. What really stands out about that drive is, because of the way they ran the ball against Green Bay, is they only ran the ball one time. They came out throwing the football, and that was a tone setter for me. Overcoming the penalties, throwing the ball way more than they ran the football in that opening drive. To me, that was the drive of the game.
15: You know, we should have known with that opening false start that that was going to also be a trend this game. And you know what? It didn't end up hurting the Eagles really at all. Um, But should have have known that that was going to happen. Seth, your drive of the game.
8: I like the third drive of the game. Seven plays for 85 yards, a 40-yard touchdown to A.J. Brown. They had a couple of penalties in that that drive. Um, They have the... The catch by A.J. Brown, it looks like it's a touchdown, just then reversed, and they come back two mm-hmm. plays later and hit him again with another bomb on the other side where they mm-hmm. drop coverage, you know, and A.J. Brown just kind of waltzes in, 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 into the end zone. And that one was big for me because, you know, by that time, Tennessee had tied up the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we, we messed around and let them complete, you know, a, a convert a, a fourth and seven. You know that leads to a 7-7 tie, but that game, that that turnaround right there, when they go back up 14 to nothing, the Eagles were never in danger from that point on. They got close, you know, at 10 to 14, but never any closer than that.
15: And you know what I loved? He had that 41-yard catch, it was incomplete, and then another 41-yard catch. Uh, we know that Nick Sirianni likes to be cute sometimes, sometimes too cute, but I, <laughs> I appreciate that he just gave it right back to AJ yeah. Brown. He was wide open the second time. Um, all right. Any any other runner-ups? Any honorary drives that we need to discuss? Did anyone say uh, the 10-minute drive that I think was in what the third quarter? I think it ended in the Miles Sanders touchdown.
4: Mm. Yeah. Nobody was, said that. Yeah, yeah. We
15: said that. No, yeah.
4: nobody. No, nobody, nobody, said nobody, that
6: nobody said it. I think all every all three of our drives were actually drives of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah.
15: Well, they usually you guys are like fighting over yeah, the drive. I, I know. don't know how to handle all, this right now. all different and all
7: important. See, also- see See, Mike thought he had us. Mike thought he was going to have the <laughs> definitive <did> you- <laughs> drive of the game. Guys- he was so had no idea. To go first, yeah. If you, when you ask about a runner-up drive, I'm going to go with the drive where we thought AJ Brown had the touchdown. Yeah, it stepped out of bounds. Come back the next play. Hit him on the other side of the field for a touchdown. Yeah, I think that was a definitive drive of the game as well. So I'm going to use that as my runner-up drive of the game.
15: Look at you guys yeah, all agreeing and supporting you I mean, each these other. These
6: guys are smarter than I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, had, they, had some, they had some great drives. Devin, the re- reason why I picked, one of the reasons I picked that, because two uh, uh, underappreciated guys were involved in my drive. And one is my favorite guy. You know Jack who that Stull. is? Jack Stahl made Mike a snare Psy. in that drive. Yep. And, and and Kenneth Gamewell made a couple of big plays in that drive. Is Jack Stahl going to, to get, gonna get your drive. game ball again? No, he's not getting my game ball. But he showed up today, man. A couple plays, yeah, he did. But,
7: but he makes his first catch down the seam. Next play, he comes back as a penalty on him. He was so excited, <laughs> yeah. he got a penalty,
4: and on then him. Then so negates
8: and then negates it. Did. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, 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 th- I think Jack was the primary on that next play. He got a little overzealous. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, my my runner up goes to the Eagles' defenses drive of the game. Do you realize Tennessee first play of the first series of the game, they went three and out. Then it went 10 plays, 71 yards. They get the touchdown to Burks. He's out. They go three and out, six plays, field goal. Three and out punt, three and out punt. Um, Kobe returns that one for 28 yards. Then you got four plays um, for nine yards, another punt. Four plays, seven yards, another punt. Four plays for zero yards, another punt. Then they turn it over on downs. Then I stopped tracking it.
4: (laughs)
15: <laughs> <laughs> that was the perfect end to, to that analysis. Test. This, is, this is what uh, the
6: Eagles do, David. They 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 go. Okay, we're better than this team these guys don't have to be interested anymore. You know, yeah, like we're, right. we're, we're watching, all right, this is this game is a fait, fait accompli. Uh, you know, nothing's ever going to happen to make Tennessee come back. So it's, we're just yeah. waiting for the post game at that point.
15: But you know what? I'm glad that the Eagles have gone, gotten back to the point where, you know, we're getting a little bored almost. I don't want to jinx it. And by the end of the game, you know, how he kind of felt watching the Steelers game, I felt was the last very dominant win. Um, so I'm glad that the, the Eagles are are fun to watch again. And we even got some Minshew media by by the end of the game. So. That was exciting. Um, Okay, so we do, I mentioned game balls, Mike, and we do have those coming up uh, on the other side of this message from our Pond Hockey post-game show partners. Back to the Pond post-game show. It's time for we almost caught it. balls presented. <laughs> you would think that this is a prime time game and we're going on at like 2 a.m. with the way these guys are acting today.
7: We almost we're caught CEO Joe D-gun, Krause on camera.
15: d in out here like counting down. During the break, I don't know what's going. <laughs> How on. How did these footballs get
6: know here? Know it must on. be magic.
15: Um, <laughs> all right, let me get the sponsor in. Quiz uh, game balls presented by Colony Pools. Flywithcolony.com. Um, yeah, you guys are are on a different level today. <laughs> I also heard you fighting, Seth. You needed me to come to your aid in the last segment, yeah, or you know, like what like, was going on? They
7: like to gang up on me.
15: They do. No, no, no yeah. I'm,
7: yeah. I'm not an antagonist, Seth. I'm a peace-loving man. I'll
15: defend you, do. Seth. Don't worry. You
7: always defend Seth. I expect <laughs> it.
4: I'm I do, t- actually. Hey, Degan, <laughs> I, want,
7: I want you to
8: know I got my feet up off the ground for a reason.
7: <laughs> what are you trying to say? Is it getting knee deep <laughs> over here? Is that what you're saying? Seth, I'm always on your side. I think Seth wants
6: new chairs. <laughs> but Seth will get new chairs, too. All he has to do is ask for them. the
8: yeah, about <laughs> chairs. Oh, Stop God. it, man. <laughs> All
15: right. Well, alliances have been formed here. I think everyone's picked a side. Uh, oh, my Let's goodness. see if you guys agree or disagree on who gets your game balls today. Uh, Seth, I'm going to go to you first on this one.
8: I'm going Jalen Hurts. I okay. mean, there's, it's impossible for anybody else to get this today. Uh, I know A.J. Brown had a big day going against, you know, his former team. But you know, the last two or three weeks, there's been a lot of questioning, a lot of reservation about whether Jalen Hurts you know, could pass the ball the way he did early in the year and a lot of doubts, to be honest with you, you know, about where the offense was and was it actually going backwards. He steps up today 29 for 39, 380 yards, three touchdowns, two sacks, I think there were sacks that he needed to take. He was smart to take them um, with a quarterback rating of 130.3. If that's not um, MVP worthy, if that's not game ball worthy, if it's not, you know, MVP worthy when you talk about overall NFL um, MVP play, that's
7: huge
15: hear that Jalen Hurts haters who still doubt him and say Patrick Mahomes is the MVP Uh, d do you agree disagree game ball
7: I agree with Seth but it's an obvious choice and just because I don't want to just you know toe the line today Mm. I'm going to give it to uh, AJ Brown Mm. I mean I thought he handled himself very professionally all week long you know how we in the media like to do we like to pick and probe and stuff like that and try to get you to say certain things that you might not say but he handled it as smooth but you could tell that the emotions were building as the week went on came out Targeted ten times, eight catches, a buck nineteen, almost averaged fifteen yards of catch, two touchdowns. He lost one touchdown on one side, comes right back, and catches a touchdown on the other side. I'm gonna give it to that man AJ, the former Tennessee Titan, who got his revenge today.
15: I love it. He certainly got his revenge and I also like that it he bounced back after not that he had bad gains, but you know, fumbled the ball right, the last right. few games. He was sick, even though you guys freaked out at me when I said that on the post game show last week. I it was an immediate it was immediate shutdown that, that being sick shouldn't matter. But he was he had that broken would blood you, vessel would, and would
7: you would you say we freaked out at her last week? I
15: mean you, I play the clip. I I don't know. <laughs> I remember it was I said well he was sick and it was an immediate what?
7: I remember, no. I remember Devin saying, why are you guys attacking me? Well,
8: yeah, she, for she kinda, once,
15: I was ganged up on.
7: Because she kind of insinuated that the
8: bloodshot eye was in his hand. What? I didn't want to bring that's that why, up. That's why he dropped the ball. Well, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> well,
15: Look, yeah. hey, if you saw the picture of his eye, it was not scary
8: it. looking. I saw it, and I, I did feel a little bad about my comment after I saw it but, oh, the fact, it. but the fact of the matter is, there was nothing wrong with his damn hand. <laughs> Yeah, see, that is a
15: very fair see, point, you actually. you understand,
8: Devin, that, that Seth once played with 105 fever, barefooted, with glass in his eye. Wait a minute. Do I need to pull up the bio to show you that no, I once no, played no. with 102 fever on Monday Night Football and balled out? Do I need to, like I, – I just don't believe it. Know. Okay. How about the glass and the so eye I and no I shoes? No, no I'm, not, shoes I'm, not giving, yeah. I'm not giving anybody any sympathy when it comes to, oh, you know, I don't feel good. Listen, I actually know I
15: have a legitimate question about that. When you're playing and you're that sick, are you think actively thinking about how bad you feel during the game or no, are you just locked in, adrenaline no. takes over? So
8: my mindset was, okay, I knew my energy was going to be low. So mm-hmm. my mindset was just go all out and wherever you are on the field, just take a mm-hmm. knee to try to recuperate for the next play. You know, as I get back, you know, in formation, Byron will give me, you know, the defense and I'll know where to line up. Mm. I think that, you know, when you talk about athletes being in the zone, I think you're more apt to be in the zone when you're sick like that than than not because your mind is so preoccupied with how you're feeling Mm. that – you're not even thinking. So the hay was already in the barn from a from a preparation standpoint. I just got my mind out of the way and allowed my body to do you know right. what it had to do. And quite frankly, it was one of the better one of the best games, if not the
7: best game in my career.
15: Really, yeah. wow! The human body is
7: a fascinating thing in terms of how adrenaline can can overcome so many things that yeah. made aoe you. And we see that time and time again. When you talk about everybody in the National Football League, to a certain degree, is hurting right now physically in some way, shape, or form. But you get out there and you do what you have to do. And you're going to be hurting again Monday, Tuesday of next week, but you'll find a way to overcome that as well. I wish they could bottle adrenaline in a lot of ways <laughs> and, and, and give it to all of us in some way, shape, or form. Um, because when you get to talk to certain players and you find out about some of the things they go through just to get on the football field, the average person cannot do what they do to get out on the football field.
15: Yeah, no, absolutely not. And it's impressive, and even if you did it with glass in your eye and barefoot, yeah, like Mike you. says. Or uh, uh,
6: blood vessel in the eyeball. You know, I, do I have a game ball? You have to give, you, out you a have game to give your game I, ball, yes. I, I'm sorry I, I got agree with both of these guys. I don't know where to go with Jalen Hurts at 130 rating. is It's tough to turn away from. But I was I was going to originally give it to, to AJ because the, the game circumstance and what it meant to him and how he came out and delivered and that's snatch catch. I mean, he's like, give me that. Away from Trey Avery on that play, that was a great catch, and even Lane Johnson made note of it. So I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll side with D gunn and go AJ Brown. I had I had Jalen last week, so that's one
13: of the reasons.
15: Love it, Agreed. Jalen, AJ Brown, incredible games. Uh, that is undeniable. All right, those are our game balls presented by Colony Pools. Stick around. A final segment of the Palm Hockey Post Game Show coming up after this break.
0: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers.
11: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story in action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
1: Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Hondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
16: Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelley Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why.
5: Continue your communication sciences and disorders education at Salis University within the Doctor of Audiology or Masters of Science in Speech-Language Pathology programs. With state-of-the-art labs, on-campus clinics, and extensive externship opportunities, students position themselves to be at the top of the job market. Stand out in the Audiology and Speech-Language Pathology profession by visiting salis.edu.
6: All right, welcome back to the Eagles Pondla Hockey game show. Uh, the gang is here, and uh, let's talk about uh, – let's stretch it out here because the Eagles obviously are 11-1. They've romped again today over the Titans, a team that we thought would give the Eagles a little bit of uh, a problem. So next week at the Giants, at the Bears, and then at Dallas. If we can project ahead, and uh, I know I don't want to jinx them here, but if the Eagles get the normal one seed, they get that first round bye. Who do you believe that they would face in the second round or the third round that would give them problems at this
7: point? I think the only team you really have to worry about in the NFC, uh, from my perspective, is is this uh, San Francisco team. I think this is a team that is probably the most physical team that's in the NFC. Um, As I just talked to Seth about and I've said time and time again, I think they have one of the best front sevens in the game. I think Fred Warner is the best inside linebacker in the game right now. They are one of the few teams in the league that can consistently get pressure on a quarterback with just their four-man front, which allows their back seven to do a lot of different things and play a lot of different games. Now, we don't know the severity of Jimmy Garoppolo's injury right now. He went out with a foot injury, was carted off the field. That could be devastating for what the 49ers are hoping to do come playoff time. But I think when you start about matching up opponents against this Eagles team, it has to start with the 49ers.
8: I don't think it, it, it matters whether Jimmy Garoppolo plays or not. to be honest with you. Well I, and, and this and this is why. Who San Francisco really wants to be is they want to be a running team that plays good solid defense and throws the ball when they need to, okay? Brock Purdy is doing a pretty good job against a good Miami against defense. Against a good Miami yeah. defense right yeah. now. Yeah, and if they can, if they can get, you know, all their guys are healthy. I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey. That that deal was just. You know, icing on the cake. It, it was it was just illegal in my estimation. <laughs> illegal? You know, it was almost illegal, man, for that deal to be made.
6: It's like what the I, Yankees used to do. Oh, my gosh, a, man. A I mean, because
8: what he brings and what he gives them, if he can stay healthy, especially in this situation with Garoppolo now being hurt, they're going to have to run the football, and then they're going to have to, you know, be able to throw the ball off of their run. You know, and that sets up perfect for a guy like Purdy. Now, they got plenty of other weapons around, but you don't want to have Purdy have to come in and throw the ball 30, 40 times in a game. And they can do that. And from a defensive perspective, you know, you just talked about it a minute ago. They can rush forward and get home all day long. Yes. You know, they're so big up front. Their two defensive tackles are just massive. And then on the back end, on the on the second level, and the third level, they play with such speed that, um, you know, trying to get outside is undoable.
6: All right, let me twist you up even further, because this is the way it stands right now. And, again, this is not going to be probably what it is at the end. But as we stand right now, the Eagles get the number one seed. It'll be a seven-seed Washington at Minnesota, the second seed, six-seed Giants at San Francisco, the three-seed, and the fifth seed Dallas at Tampa Bay, the fourth seed. If you want to go chalk, the winners in that dynamic would be Minnesota, San Francisco, Dallas, which means the Eagles' first game, would be against Dallas.
8: I don't know. I think Woo. I think that the I think that Washington can legitimately go in and be and, and win a game against Minnesota. All right. Well, I'm, if that, I'm listening.
6: If that I'm, happens, the Eagles I'm, get I'm the not, commanders.
8: I'm not sold one iota on Minnesota. I'm not either. I'm just not. I'm not sold on them defensively. Um, Dalvin Cook hasn't been special this year. You know, the one guy that's been special is Justin Jefferson. And when we played him, we shut him down. So I, I just don't see it. I, I, don't, I don't see Minnesota being that juggernaut that every day, I mean, they squeak well, by. You, how do you
6: feel about a first round game possibly
8: against Dallas
6: after you get the bye?
8: Mm.
7: Well, listen. I, Second
6: Dallas, round. Is, is that Dallas? with
7: or without Odell? Well, I don't, we don't know that. <laughs> yeah. that Is that still we, a thing we be oh, yeah. talking about? Oh, we should, we should we'll, we'll oh, yeah, we okay. should find out this week. We'll find out. We'll find out later yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I look I'm at Minnesota. To be honest with you. I, I, I know. I look well, at Minnesota, and I don't like Ed Donatello's defense one bit. Number one. Number two, Vikings did again today what they've done six or seven times this year. They got a break. The Jets had him twice inside the five yard line, couldn't capitalize on it. Jets should have won that football game yep. again today. You I look do. at how they won the game against Buffalo. The quarterback fumbles at the goal line. When do you see that? When it, when he, basically, if he had to run out the clock, game's over. I just don't like the way Ed how to tell coaches Minnesota defense, and I think the luck is going to run out on this team soon enough. Yeah, kind of worried
6: about kinda, Minnesota, though, because the Eagles are going to play
7: that. Kind of look like um, our
8: defense, but with. with You know, we got better personnel. Much better personnel. (laughs) Much (laughs) better personnel. So you're talking about, you know, Odell. Um, It all sounds great to get a guy, you know, of, of his stature and his ability. But the truth of the matter is he's still coming off of ACL. The truth of the matter is he still hadn't played a game since the Super Bowl. He hadn't been in anybody's training camp. He hadn't done anything. And
6: he hasn't worked and he's not gonna work out for anybody, so you don't know what you get at all. No, no,
8: and, no. and, and the problem, the problem with injury, the problem with injury in the NFL is that physically, you can heal up physically real, real easy because you put the work in. And it's so much time that it takes. And if you put the work in and you do what's necessary, you can get the body back where it needs to be. The problem is the psychological healing. You know, when he's got to when he's got to stick that foot in the ground on turf again, and when he's got to make a sharp cut on turf again, is he going to be going a hundred miles an hour and have the ability to do it, or not? And then on a short end of the season you know what kind of real chemistry can he and Dak Prescott really create so I'm not worried about I ain't worried about you know that dude at all man I'm really
4: not all right I'm not, right.
15: I'm not worried about him I would say Dallas scares me the most out of any other potential NFC opponent Why? way do you, more do way you, more you remember do you
8: remember how we slapped him around the first yeah, but, game
15: as, and I hate that I'm going to say this we played Cooper Rush we didn't play Dak Prescott
7: Oh, valid point.
15: If the Eagles.
7: But here's the thing about, about, about Dak Prescott. When's he want a big postseason game? Exactly. He's like, to me, he's like a Kirk Cousins.
15: Exactly. He puts yeah. up
7: stats in the regular season, hasn't won a big game in the playoffs. And yet. what
8: Dak Prescott will do, what he's been doing lately, is he will throw some interceptions to you and he will turn the football over.
15: And the one thing that I, I think the Cowboys have is Mike McCarthy is their coach, and that does not scare yeah, me so at either all. Either we're, we're but, afraid of him or we're not afraid. And Out of the them, options, they, them, they scare me yeah, the most. They give them I'll with say. a week of rest. Maybe it's not, you know, and
6: they get them home. Yeah. Maybe the Eagles have the, a major edge. Maybe they'll be a five point favorite. So
8: I'll, I'll say this after the New Year's Eve game, Mike asked me that question, and I'll tell you. Okay.
6: Him. All right. We're off New Year's Eve, right? <laughs> we <laughs> <were> no, <New Year's laughs> no, we're not oh, off. No, are we we're not are we off. How are we going to be Do you off?
7: With? Do you not get the doing? same emails we get? Are you are you not on the same email chain? <laughs> are we,
6: are we arguing about this again? I'm just
7: checking with hey, Seth. AD check,
8: check his water bottle. Over.
7: <laughs> yeah, what are you drinking over here, man? <laughs> I'm
6: just checking with Seth. I just don't want to go anywhere. Where oh, he's
7: just second like, like, with the, the second yeah, yeah. CEO. Wait, we're we talking about right. New Year's
15: Eve or Christmas Eve? Do we mean Christmas Eve? No,
7: New Year's Eve also.
15: Christmas. We have New Year's Eve. This New Year's Day. New Year's Day. We're off New Year's
4: Eve.
8: New Year's Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're off New Year's oh, Eve. New Year's
4: Day. Now I'm confused. Oh,
15: all right.
8: Because well, I <laughs> no, don't want you know, am planning to show up hey, here, D, you know, John, no matter look, what. Looked look like I might have to host the show in two weeks.
9: <laughs>
8: <laughs> all right. I think that's
6: enough of this frivolity. Eagles win 35-10. to 10. Another uh, – Impressive win, they're now 11-1 and and a big schedule coming up with three on the road for Derek Gunn, for Seth Joyner, for Devin Caney, I'm Mike Missinelli. We'll see you all next week, another 1 o'clock start. See you then.
13: At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
4: Jim Gardner
13: is an icon.
0: A Philadelphia treasure.
13: He's a mentor, a pace setter.
16: Jim's my North Star. He's trusted revered, appreciated.
13: He is Action
10: News.
0: He's compassionate, honest,
10: and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth.
0: He's also funny.
15: We are a team of many.
10: Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. and go birds.
12: We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their social security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
4: Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Giveness. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Giveness stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, I know it's not easy but they will make this as easy as possible. Life celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was
3: not in charge of anything at that point when when my mom passed, and uh, uh,
4: again, just another uh, shout out to this place for for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual.
16: Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why.